1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, we are getting into the season all across the country, and there is nothing more disappointing than being out in the field and having dead batteries. And this is why you need to check out interstatebatteries.com, because like they say, they are outrageously dependable, from flashlight, to boats, to vehicles, anything In between that, you can have complete confidence that your interstate batteries will perform exceptionally well. So go and check out interstatebatteries.com. They're outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 95. Today on the show, me and Drew are recapping my uh kentucky trip really briefly we're going to talk specifically though about a very disappointing moment that i had where i just messed up an opportunity at the largest buck of my life in kentucky we're also going to talk about our top three goals for the 2020 2021 season get ready this is the southern ground hunting podcast All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Uh, I am here with my buddy Drew Robbins. Drew, how's it going?
0: What's up, Parker man? Just uh, you know, living living this hot, humid Alabama summer life, and just dreaming for deer season.
1: Yeah, man. I hear you. I've uh, I'm not dreaming about deer season necessarily because I've already started. I know. Deer season, but. Uh, it was definitely. I'm, I'm feeling you on the hot and humid thing. Uh, it was. Uh, I've, I've been trying to think of a way to describe how hot it was in Kentucky this week, and um, the only thing I can think is like. So I used to go on this uh, on this hunt out in Texas. It was a uh, it was a hunt on on this on this ranch. And uh, it was a ram hunt. We used to do it like I did, I did it three times, I think. And uh, it was called the hotter hotter than hell ram hunt. And it was in July. It was in July, and the thing is, is it's not it's not saying hell like a like a like a curse word, but yeah, it's more literally <laughs> like yeah, just hotter than yeah. hell. And that's how it yeah. felt in Kentucky this week. It was just so stinking hot and humid
0: yeah
1: and uh it was rough dude i'm not gonna lie (laughs) it's it's uh it's type two fun for sure it's it's fun it's funner to talk about however this this one will not be nearly as fun to talk about and we'll get into that here in just a minute we're gonna start off this episode by kind of just talking about um you know how that trip went some of the things that happened kind of break down a little bit not not too much we're gonna make it really quick and simple and to the point and then we're gonna get into our goals now drew I don't we, we've done this um, I, I know I've done it on southern ground every year since we started um, and I mm-hmm. want to say you were on it last year um, on the goals, so. the goals episode uh, but this is uh, this is a uh, kind of a, an annual thing and I just realized fairly recently that we haven't actually done it we haven't done the goals episode yeah. before season starts, and so we need to really do this one. And to make it tactics based, um, I, I'd like to talk about some of our goals that we have, and then really start to break down how we plan to achieve those goals. Drew and I think uh, I think both you and I have both learned a lot from our experiences last year and in the off oh, yeah. season, and uh, and really just working on um, fine tuning some of those things to maybe help us. Achieve those goals, and I and I imagine that the people who are listening to this have probably been in the same boat at some point, um, trying to figure out how you are going to achieve the goals that you have set, and and also making realistic goals. So um, right, right. So before we get into that, though, I want to talk about um, Kentucky, and as I mentioned, it was it was really really freaking hot. <laughs> like it was so. Hot. And this year, unlike years in the past, um, I had a full suitcase of scree gear, and um, I was a little bit nervous, man. I'll be honest with you, because when you think hot and humid weather, you don't—the the thing that doesn't come to your mind is merino wool. Like that's just right. not the thing that you're like, oh man, that'll be perfect for Kentucky early season. Yeah. But, dude, I am telling you. It was awesome. I had the uh, the new 150 uh, Merino short sleeve, and yeah. that was by far my favorite piece of gear on the trip, for sure. Um, uh, with the exception of permethrin, uh, the 150 Merino short sleeve was yeah. the most important thing that I took. And um, the cool thing is, is, so I have like two sleeves of tattoos, right? So um, it almost adds a breakup, like a long sleeve camo pattern already on my arm so I can wear that short sleeve and feel pretty concealed and not feel like uh, not feel like I'm you know, my arms are sticking out or anything. I think we kind of tend to overthink that stuff anyways. but dude, I'm telling you that short sleeve merino is money. It was awesome. And I sweated like crazy, like a gallon of sweat yeah. every single time I would walk in and out of the woods. You just sweat. You just drip in sweat. When you walk in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in uh, in early September, it, you're just bound to get sweaty. But uh, the thing that I, I realized about this stuff is that it didn't stink um, after a little mm-hmm. while. You know, obviously, I stunk. I did not smell well. But my clothes, when I put them on in the morning, I never washed them. And, th- I mean, it wasn't just, like, overwhelming stink like other clothes would have been. So, um, it was just really awesome, man. It was so cool to be able to uh, to have that full system in my suitcase. And uh, obviously, I wore the uh, Uinta early season pants. Um, and uh, I wore, let's see, the long sleeve, uh, the long sleeve lighter merino shirts. Uh, and what else did I wear? That was Scree this week. Oh, I wore the Wasatch. Um, yeah, man. don't sleep on that one Mm -hmm.
0: that that's that's awesome especially for guys that like long sleeves because of ticks and and different stuff like that yeah man i've 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 actually gone scouting in that and i came back and um it it does a great job of lifting the sweat off you too i mean it's 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 solid it's good
1: stuff man i like over and over i have people ask me you know is it really as good as as you say it is and i'm like man like honestly, it's it's really good stuff. Like the early, for yeah. early season in the South, I mean, you gotta be you gotta be really specific. And I've done this trip now three years in a row, and um, it's hot every single time. I mean, it's just gonna be inevitable. It's gonna be hot. And uh, last year I had a little bit of scree stuff, but not much. And the year before that, I didn't have any of it. And so I was just wearing you know like cheap Walmart uh, Walmart light shirts and things like that. And I mean, you'd stay wet and stinky the whole time, and uh, this yeah. year was just this year was just better. You know, it felt it felt like I had a system that uh, fit the um, the hunt that I was doing, and and I can say the same thing for when it gets to be you know twenty degrees outside. I've got a system of Scree stuff that's just gonna be it's gonna be great. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm I'll tell you, I'm I'm really excited about using the uh, the that early season um, lightweight jacket.
0: Oh, yeah, man.
1: That's that's a pretty sweet jacket, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a little breeze in the air where I can put that thing on and be comfortable. Um, but uh, I guess all that to say, if you are interested in checking out some Scree Gear, you need to go to screegear.com and uh, and check out what they got. They got a lot of cool stuff for really everyone all over the country. You can find something on screegear.com that you can use, and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, all lowercase, all one word, at checkout. And uh, you can save ten percent on that order. So go and do that. That really, uh, that really, uh, I I believe that it's it's a, an affordable option for guys who are wanting to get into the uh, the performance hunting apparel world. And um, had a lot of people message me. A lot of people have actually purchased it and uh, come back to me and was like, "Man, this stuff is really as good as you say it is." So um, check that out. I'm uh, I'm excited about using it the rest of the season, but um, yeah, so I went on this trip, Drew, and uh, it was a tethered trip, so this hunt is going to be on the Tethered Nation YouTube channel, um, if you're not familiar with Tethered, it is the, uh, in my opinion, it is the best, I, I personally believe it's one of the best hunting companies that exists, um, when it comes to just the guys that are that are running the show there, um, they're just top notch people, and they're producing mm-hmm. some of yeah. the, the best saddle hunting equipment that exists and uh yeah so i man i'll be honest with you drew i think i've told everybody that i pretty much decided last year after i killed that little buck in kentucky i was like all right i'm done hunting early season kentucky i'm just not gonna do it anymore (laughs) um and so right right around june or so i was you know getting plans to uh for my season and trying to think of, okay, if I'm not going to go early season Kentucky, maybe I'll go Missouri, or maybe I'll do early season hunt in Nebraska or North Dakota where the weather's a little bit nicer. And, uh, and I I personally believe the deer are probably a little more plentiful out in those places, Um, but definitely the weather's nicer. So I'm trying to figure all that stuff out, but I was like, no, not going to Kentucky, not going to do it, you know, I, I will not go to kentucky early season i just think i just ain't gonna do it and uh, i love it <laughs> greg called me he's like hey man you plan on going to early season in kentucky i'm like no not at all he's like well what if it was a tethered hunt and i was like okay i'll go <laughs> okay so, <go>. okay all <laughs> I'll go. right uh so this this hunt's going to be all it's going to be on the the tethered youtube channel this weekend this uh this upcoming weekend And, um, so it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. It it was a, it was a pretty, I'll be honest with you, man. It it was pretty uneventful. And so uh, that's why I'm kind of going to make the story of it pretty quick. Um, like I said, it was, it was hot, dude. Like it was so hot and, uh, and there was a boatload of people like really when I say boatload, I mean like a legitimate boatload. Like there were boats out there that were carrying lots of people. Um, there was one truck, got a bunch of guys from Ohio and they had like a trailer full. It looked like a Cabela's trailer, dude. It was like full <laughs> of tree stands and they went and they hung tree stands on every fricking corner of the place. And there was like six of them. And, uh, you know, I use my kayak a lot. So, so their pressure didn't really bother me much, but from what I have heard from a whole lot of people, they were like, they, they were not scared to walk in on people, if they had a stand in there, they were going to go hunt that stand. It didn't matter if it was thirty yards away from you; they were going to hunt it because they—that's just how they were doing stuff. Which is public land, you know. I mean, that's it's, it is. It it's is part of it. I don't understand people like that. I—I uh, I have a story. I do have a story about it though that um, was kind of frustrating. Uh, not with—not with that guy, but—but but not with that group, but another another guy. Actually, another whole group. Of people, and uh, so, so anyways, um, we started out the trip, I went Sunday after church, and uh, I went and hunted, I just walked in, I got there at like 5 o'clock, and so I didn't have a whole lot of time, so I literally walked like 300 yards where I could glass an entire bean field, a huge bean field, Um, and part of the, part of the tree lines of this bean field were uh, really close to the water in some of the areas that I like to hunt on this place and so um I could see that whole that whole bean field and so I just climbed up in a tree the wind was bad for that spot I wasn't really expecting to kill a deer I would if one walked out but I wasn't really expecting it and so uh around about I don't know six o'clock or so I saw a doe's head pop up out of the green field and I was like oh that's cool and she was you know about a hundred yards off she just fed her way around and um she had, I think, she had two little fawns with her, and eventually something spooked her and she she ran off. And well, then I looked over, right on the tree line of an area that I like to hunt, um, that I have had a lot of good encounters with deer in the past. I see this very big buck walk out. Or, and I don't know if he actually walked out or if he was bedded down in the beans somewhere and just popped his head up. But he's a really solid deer, and uh, and I was like, well, cool. That's that's the area where I'm going to be going to be spending a lot of time at. And uh, and that was pretty much it. But I was pretty encouraged, man. I mean, you go out there and just sit somewhere and see, you know, several deer. That was that was cool. I was like, okay, they're definitely going to be in the beans. And uh, and so I started kind of making a game plan after that. Um, and it yeah. was you know, it was it was cool. I was staying with uh, some guys that were on last week's podcast, uh, Ricky Bullard, who has been an, a guest on the episode during turkey season. Spencer Ford. Who is uh, just an absolutely impressive deer hunter, and then uh, uh, a guy named Ray, who was <laughs> turned out to be one of the nicest guys in the entire world. Ray is like he is a uh, just a really really good dude. Um, they're all from Florida, and they're all they all kill a lot of deer in Florida. So I figured that they would have no problem getting on deer in Kentucky. And uh, and it was it was it was fun, man. We had a good camp, but the next day I went in and hunted a creek crossing that was pretty awesome and uh, that creek crossing had I mean a million tracks in it it was crazy some big yeah. giant buck tracks you know wider than your wider than your hand um so I was I was pretty pumped up didn't see any deer that morning which was very surprising but that even or no so that actually that's a lie I went in and walked into a, a little spot um after I got done hunting that morning I walked a little bit further. And I actually had a doe running right at me, and I got full draw on her on the ground. And all she had to do was clear a tree, and I was going to get a like a 10-step ten, ten shot at her. Um, oh, sweet. And she she put her head on the other. She was running. Like, she was running at me. And then she kind of slowed down to a walk. And she put her head right on the other side of that tree and caught my wind and blew out of there. So that kind of stunk. But I was like, hey, cool. I almost had a shot. I got full draw on day one. So that's pretty sweet. That evening, I go back to the spot where that doe was at, and she was on a trail that had a big, big, huge buck track on it. And I'm going to try to make this really fast, but I had some guys uh, get dropped off on a boat. Um, They were just scouting, and uh, they got dropped off on a boat. They walked in on me while I was setting up that afternoon about 2.30 or so. And uh, that was kind of frustrating, but I was like, eh, you know, it's early. Well, come to find out later in the week. Uh, I ran into some guys from their group, and I was like, are y'all the guys that walked in on me? Because they were talking about boat stuff. I was like, did y'all walk in on me on this spot? And they were like, no, but that was my brother. The, the One of the guys was like, that was my brother and somebody else in their group. And he was like, did you kill that buck that was that was bedded up 50 yards behind you? And I said, no. They said, well, they saw a drop-time deer that was bedded 50 yards right before they got to you. And uh, they said he just kind of trotted off. And so... They figured you. They said you were hunting right on his trail out into the beans, from what it looked like where he was bedded up at. So they figured you killed him. I was like, Nope, <laughs> did not kill a drop time nope. buck. Uh, but it made me. It, it, you know, that was one of those things. It was very disappointing, and I was already in a pretty bad mood. And we'll get to that here in just a minute. But I was already, I was already pretty rough off in my in my mental state at that point. So when they told me that, I was like, Really, a drop time buck, fifteen yard fifty yards behind me? Whatever, you know. <laughs> It can't get much worse. Yeah. So fast forward, fast forward really to Wednesday. Um, The pressure kind of lightened up a little bit on Wednesday. Um, And I knew that usually on this trip during that part of the week, Wednesday is the, Wednesday's the time, man. Like the pressure's died down a little bit. The deer start getting a little more comfortable. They get on their feet a little bit more. And so I went into this spot Wednesday morning. I didn't see a lot of deer after, you know, I really didn't see many deer at all the whole trip, but I hadn't seen a ton of deer at this point, point. and so I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go um, right off the water. There are some really steep drop-offs um, that go into creek bottoms, so it's it's kind of like like imagine you know a steep a steep bank on either side of your uh, on either side of a river. Imagine this this really steep bank, and then where it kind of turns in in inland and goes to like a creek bottom. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like a big creek system yeah. off of the river. And so I was yeah. – I had always said to myself, like, I really think a lot of these really big bucks are betting on the sides of those really steep drop-offs that are um, looking over the river. And they're pretty steep, man. They're pretty tall and pretty steep. Um, nothing like what we have out here, but for Kentucky, it's it's a pretty – Pretty steep yeah. area, and so um, I, I'd always thought, man, that's where those I know a lot of those big bucks are bedding in those areas. And so I was like, I'm just going to throw a sit at one in the morning. Usually, there's not a lot of not a lot of uh, movement during the morning, so I'll just throw a sit at one and see if one does it. So I, I kind of break this down just to uh, just to kind of explain it because I, my setup was really good, and um, the wind that day was going to shift completely. From the out of the out of the uh, out of the east, and it hadn't really done that all week. It had mostly been coming out of the south southwest, something like that. But this wind was going to come, just shift completely out of the east. Around eight o'clock, it was going to be just due east. And um, uh, I was throwing this sit at this area, and I'd been looking at it. I've looked at this spot for three years. Um, you know, and not really, I, I'm not yeah. going to say I wasn't expecting to see anything, but I was just kind of like, you know, just throwing a stab at it. Um, but I thought, you know, the way I, I set right, um, right on the tightest point of this steep. So you got the river and then you've got like a really thick CRP field. And I was in the tightest, the tightest point of the ridge so that I would be able to see most deer that traveled through there. And, uh, man, I got in there, and there was trails, you know, a pretty good trail, and then a really faint trail that split off of the really good trail. And I was like, you know, maybe that is a big buck or a buck coming off of the main trail, the main deer trail, and coming to bed somewhere right here. And it was thick, man, ultra thick, super stinking thick. Uh, You couldn't see a lot, not as much as I was expecting. So I was like – um. You know once I got there, it was dark, it was early in the morning. it was a blind sit and once I got there, I was like, man yeah. it's gonna be hard for me to see anything. Um, but I mean you know as well as I do, big bucks like thick. that's just that's just yeah. a, it needs to be a, a hard and fast rule most of the time. I mean it's it's a pretty pretty typical thing to see a buck in the thickest areas. And so I was like, you know I'll just I'll set up right here. I've got a little opening where I can shoot through. Um, if a buck comes and side hills that go into his bed, then I'll be there. Well, sure enough, man, at nine o'clock, I didn't see a deer and I was, I was kind of getting down, you know, it's midweek, midway through the trip. I hadn't seen a lot of deer and, uh, man, nine thirty 30 year olds around and I, I catch movement kind of to my, I guess I'm sitting in my saddle kind of to my, uh, I guess, around seven o'clock eight o'clock um so Mm -hmm. off of my left side which is my strong side i catch movement and at this point you know i'm going to shoot a doe if a doe walks out um pretty much like a doe or a a a substantial buck like a a good buck because i'm going back in november so um so i wasn't just going to shoot any buck but i definitely would shoot a doe and i catch movement and just something about the way that it was moving through that thicket i was like that's that's a that's a big one. I can just tell it's a yeah. big one. So I got my camera, you know, in between the tree and uh, in my and my stomach. So kind of pointed back that direction, and then I get a good look at this deer man, and it is a stud of a whitetail, like yeah, like one of those deer that you you dream about in those thickets. You dream about seeing a big buck walking through one like that, and it was yeah. It was everything you dream about, man. Like it was like, it's, it's just, it's, it's sickening when you know what actually happens. And so, (laughs) um, so I see this deer and I, I know he's big. I don't know how big because I'm trying not to focus on that, but I know he's a shooter and he's got velvet hanging off of his, of his antlers. So he's rubbed it off and it's like perfectly hanging off of his antlers. Um, just, just a monster, man. And, um, and he's walking right into an, an opening that I've ranged at eighteen yards, um, and that's where that trail is. And uh, yeah. if, if he goes much past it, he could, he could catch my wind, unless my thermals started going back uphill off of the river. So he was basically between me and the river, and the direction of the wind was going to be that direction. But the thermals should yeah. be rising, so. I didn't really want to take the chance of him hitting that spot because I had a little bit bigger opening um, around my. Let's see, it would have been right at like my five o'clock or so, which is a pretty easy shot in the saddle when you kind of pivot yeah. backwards. And so he gets into this opening man at eighteen yards, and I shoot, and uh, I-, I thought, you know, this is a I have a I have a perfect shot. I mean, he was he was you know like slowly walking through that, that hole, but it was 18 yards. Like he's unaware of my presence, has no idea that I'm even there. And he's, he's, he's just, I mean, I beat him, you know, it's one of those things like when, yeah. you, when you beat a mature deer and you know it, like this was one of those yeah. I beat him in, in the game. Um, but a small, very <laughs> insignificant vine, um, <laughs> That I that I, I I still don't know necessarily. I don't know how I hit it um, because it, I did not think that it was in my in my window at all. Um, yeah. But you just when when you're in that moment and you are making quick decisions. Um, you don't. I didn't really have a lot of time to just like focus, you know, and take my time because it was there was yeah. no there was no time. I didn't have any time to take. Once he hit that hole, I had to you know be ready, and so I drew back before he hit the hole and, you know, settled my, my 20 yard pin and pulled it off, man. And I just knew, I knew by the sound, uh, it cracked, you know, like a, like a shoulder crack or a bone crack, but I just mm-hmm. knew by the sound that I didn't hit this deer. And I knew by his reaction, uh, I had a little bit of hope that I'm, that I may have hit him, but just by his reaction, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure it was a miss. And so i uh he he ran he kind of trotted off back the way he came and then he stopped and was just looking around like he didn't know what happened and uh and just walked away i mean he wasn't spooked at all he never blew he wasn't really concerned for his safety i don't think it didn't seem that way anyways um and so when he did that i was just like man i know i miss i just i just messed up my opportunity and uh i went back and watched the footage and when I watched the footage at the at the cabin my heart just sank man <laughs> yeah I, I, and it's still there it's my heart right now oh, is yeah. kind of like down into my gut somewhere um, yeah and you know reliving the story and and telling retelling the story is just kind of it's a bummer man I've, I've put three years into this place into this same place going back year after year and just just hoping for this this opportunity that I got. Really my first sit my first evening sit in Kentucky, I uh I got a shot off on a on a really nice buck and I missed him. And uh you always replay those you're know, like, I'm just gonna do it different next time and then it happens again and on a more impressive buck and uh yeah. and this was the biggest deer I've ever had a an opportunity at and man, it just it just stunk and I threw I threw three more sits at him. You know, around that same area, um, you know, trying to depend on the wind, um, trying to predict where he might move through to go in bed. You know, doing basically the same thing that yeah. late, late morning bedding, and uh, never got on him again. I I got on his tracks. You know, I knew I knew where he was where he was living at and kind of his his territory. But I just I never could get on that buck again. And uh, and I, I threw a lot of sits. You know, I was hoping to kill a doe on this trip but really it was it's hard to kill a doe and and a lot of people don't understand this but we talked to Nathan Nathan Killen um yeah and and he talks he talked about this too like you're not hunting when you're hunting a mature buck you're not hunting deer you're hunting a completely different animal and so I was hunting that mature buck and uh and so I wasn't seeing deer because I wasn't seeing the mature buck I wasn't seeing deer because I'm not in areas where Probably a lot of does are gonna frequent. They're gonna be close to the the soybean fields, and I wasn't even I wasn't even close to the soybean fields at this point when I'm hunting him. Um, but, anyways, man, I just it, it is a, a very unfortunate story, and uh, I've probably yeah, it
0: sucks, man.
1: It does. I, I'm I'll tell you this, Drew. I'm happy for that opportunity. Um, yeah, of course. It helps me know that I'm that I'm doing something right. I mean, I don't think anybody, nobody else in our group got a shot at a mature deer.
0: Um, yeah, and I want well, to say, it, go ahead. It, it also sounds like there's a ton of pressure up there this year, and um, but and then also one of the things I thought was really interesting because I actually texted you, um, and was asking if you were sitting on beans, and and you said no, and um, that 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 you were sitting that uh your city that out of the way spot which is where normally you know thick stuff equals big bucks normally you know and um i also thought it was interesting too that you said he he, he was using that faint trail um and i was listening to a podcast and uh, i think it was joe um um redmeister was talking about how he places his cameras on the faint trails and not the major creek crossing. Because he's finding that those bigger bucks are using those faint trails. So I mean, dude, you you put it all together and had an opportunity. And this is public land, so you don't you don't get to cut shooting lanes, you know. And you you were there, and you know the 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 consolation prize, I guess, if there is one, is that you can you can say, "I beat him, I beat him." Now I didn't take him home, but I beat him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I've tried to look at it that way. Uh, it's hard to say yeah. that you beat him when he's still he's still running around the woods. He's not thinking about you like you're thinking about him. You know, it's it's like a no, no. Um, he no. doesn't have a video of you on his phone that he gets to look at. You know, all the time. Um, the good part. The good part. <laughs> I got the, I got the whole encounter on video, so you can see you can see the whole thing as it as it goes down. It was it was one of my better videos that I've ever gotten um unfortunately it did not end in a dead deer um but dude you would not believe man and this is is a good learning experience from coming from me um i you know you always think like you know i'm shooting a a heavier arrow set up with a you know good cut on contact vpa broadhead that's 175 grains like ain't no little ain't no little twig gonna get in the way of that dude (laughs) If you watch the video, and and if you're listening to this, you'll be able to watch the video um, at the latest, like Saturday, probably. And uh, it, you, it, I'll slow it down on it, but you can see. I'm not using lighted knocks this year because I wanted to, I didn't want to mess up my FOC, and so I'm not using those. Um, I'm using the zinger zinger fletches, and so um, it, it, it's tough to make out the the arrow, but you can see when it hits that twig or that vine. I mean, it sends that joker on a curve ball and the yeah. arrow that was once headed straight for that deer's vitals, it ends up curving all the way to the right and hitting probably like five foot behind the deer's tail. That's I mean, crazy. it wasn't even close to that deer once it hit that thing, and when you think about it, when you think about how fast your arrow is spinning, and it hits something that I mean, it doesn't take much to throw an arrow, just Mm -hmm. sail it right, I mean, way far away. I could never find the arrow because I I couldn't see that, all that, what I saw. I couldn't see it on my little tiny three-inch LCD screen. um, Yeah. You know, that was on my camera. So, I never actually found my arrow because I never hunted that same exact spot again because I just didn't figure it would be super beneficial because of the way the wind was blowing on different days so i never found my arrow um because it wasn't even close to where i was looking at it it was yeah it was probably 20 feet away you know from from where i was looking That's at crazy, it man. and uh i'd like to say i would do things differently i just i don't know what i could have done different
0: I no didn't. i mean i mean there's there's that, and that's the frustrating thing, you know. Too is that you're like, man, I, I did everything right. Just, uh, you know, uh, a a vine that I didn't see because it, you know, it's it's just it sucks. But you know, you take it, learn from it, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of guys like me that, you know, was was living vicariously through you and in your Instagram store because we weren't in in Kentucky, so you. You at least had the opportunity, man.
1: Yeah, the opportunity was, was definitely there. Um, I ended up not killing a deer. I got walked in on one day by some old guy that uh, I was I want, I want to give shout-out to uh, a guy named Garrett Clark from Michigan. Um, Garrett killed his first DIY public land out-of-state buck. And uh, I met Garrett last year. He had brought his kayak, and uh, I think he had watched some of some of my videos and figured out where I was at, which apparently wasn't very hard. and uh, And we got to talking one day. And he ended up spooking a pretty nice buck over to me on opening day, and uh, I learned that afterwards. But anyways, I met. Uh, he was pulling up to the, the ice machine. Um, what day was that? Thursday, I guess. And he had killed a buck, and uh, I was I was super jacked for him. He ended up killing this deer in a uh, in a very very overlooked spot, and I'm not going to give away too much information um, just because it, it could give it away uh, where this area is, and I don't want to do that to uh, for for his future and for you know other people who may know about this little area. Um, but it was literally 30 yards off of a road, <laughs> like like 30 yeah. 30 yards. There's just a wore out trail, and the deer can see. Basically three points of access from a highway, a main road, and another area where, like, a, another parking area. And these deer just bed down right there. I have passed these deer on my kayak multiple times and seen their eyes, but just thought, I'm not going to go and hunt in there. That's just too close to everything. Um, well, Garrett, yeah. Garrett did not feel that way. He ended up watching a buck uh, one day cross the road and go into this little spot and uh, went in and hunted it the next evening I guess and saw 13 deer uh, 13 does I think I believe he, he 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 might this might be wrong but it was somewhere around this he saw 13 does and three bucks and ended up killing a really good buck in there and uh, it nice. was it was super cool and so I was like well heck I'm just gonna go kill a doe in there he left he went went you know back to Michigan and he left and I was like I'm gonna go kill a doe in this area because I know exactly where they bed because I see their eyes with my with my flashlight every time I'm kayaking this stinking river, and uh, so I go in there and this this dude comes in, and parks literally right there and was just gonna walk in and set up with his bright red truck right there, and uh, and I whistle at him, and I finally get his attention and he he gets kind of mad, throws his climber in the back of his truck, and makes a lot of noise and slams his door. Oh boy, drives like 40 yards goes in the woods like 40 yards uh further and um (laughs) yeah so that's people ask me why i kayak so much especially in kentucky where you really don't have to and uh i'm gonna tell you that's the reason why i don't want to deal with that stuff everybody i know that hunts this place on this opening weekend everybody has the same stories like yeah this guy walked in and just was sitting down on the ground 30 yards away from me wouldn't leave and i'm like man i ain't trying to deal with that I don't deal with that with my kayak usually, like, so <laughs> that's why I do it. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much in a nutshell. That was a trip, man. Um, kind of, uh, kind of disappointing. Grateful for the opportunity. Uh, I've watched that video on my phone about two hundred and fifty to three hundred times at this point. Um, yeah. Of course, that's just today. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> It was uh it was rough, man. It was a it was a rough, rough trip, but I guess the right thing to say is I'm grateful for the opportunity that I had at him, and uh and that yeah. so so moving along, Drew. Um, I guess you know my first goal for this season uh, was, you know, to, to really focus on on that on hunting mature animals, and yeah. um and, and going into those setups where maybe I'm not going to see a lot of deer, but I will see if I do see a deer, you know, hopefully it will be the right deer. Um, right. And I've done that for a while, but really, really focusing on that. So, um, you know, that, that kind of is my first goal and that's how I'm going to do it is by going into those areas. I've listened to guys like Nathan and, and even Bobby Worthington, um, Josh Bell, just a lot of the guys that we've talked to that are consistently killing big deer. And, and one of the things that, like, Nathan talked about was, and I really, really took it to heart, was finding those areas and really, like, um, predicting the, the mature buck areas by the by using the, the heavy deer sign, where all those two-year-old deer are, like, you know, really, like, wearing out the trees and making scrapes everywhere, yeah. and move just off of that to the spots where maybe there's not a lot of deer sign. But that's where the big bucks are moving through to keep tabs on what's going on, you know, Um, but you're just not going to find the sign in there. So that's, that's, I mean, that's goal number one for me, man. I want to get into those areas, especially once the Alabama season opens up, I want to get into those areas where uh, I, you know, I can go in and hopefully see that big mature buck um, and maybe, you know, maybe not see as many deer as I have in the past, but the ones that I do see will be, uh, you know, worth shooting. So that's my first goal. Yeah. Um, that really, you know, I, I, I tried to put it into play, a little bit in Kentucky, and it it worked. Um, I had five days to to make something happen, and I almost did. So that that kind of yeah. uh, that that kind of is how I'm going to do that. So, uh, what what would you say, Drew, is your number one goal going into this season?
0: Oh man, it's um it's it's really easy um but it's not going to be easy to do and, and and the reason why um my number one goal is to get both of my kids um, sh- um in the sand with me this year and and not only that um because that was kind of a goal last year but to actually uh shoot a deer with them um and i have a six-year-old and a four-year-old and my four-year-old is like He's chomping at the bit, man. We, we, we will see we, we will see deer on the side of the road, and he'll be like, "Daddy, shoot him! Daddy, shoot him!" And it's like, like, buddy, I I, I can't, you know, it's, it's that we we'll, we'll go to jail, you know. And so, so he he's just eat up with it, and uh, and is wanting to go, and so um, so that's my goal is to um, to take take both of them. I would love to take both of them and and be able to kill a deer um, with both of them with me. Um, so. That's my goal, number one, um, about how that's going to be accomplished. <laughs> um, um, I don't really – Yeah, In go- God's grace. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, because we, I took them last year, and um, took, I took both of them different times last year, and they were, you know, they they would shoot their BB gun, and um little man would look through the binoculars wrong and then be like, I see it there, and it's like, well, not anymore, you know, and so <laughs> – um, so, so that's my number one goal is just to get them introduced to it, especially while while he's really excited about it. Yeah, you know, and really kind of kind of get that that fire going. Um, bought him a I bought him a um, uh, a bow from um, Walmart. You know, some of those red old school. You know, just uh, long bows, basically, and he's just eat up with it, man. So we're we're gonna try that this year. So that, that's goal number one.
1: That's cool, man, and. And uh, we haven't really talked about this much, but I think we can now. Uh, you're no longer going to be a father of two.
0: That's correct. Yeah, usually. yeah. Um, no, yeah. And we, we're, we're expecting baby number three in February. And um, it works out just right, right after hunting season. And she is. That's our expected due date, like February 3rd. And so um, well, nice. it works out well for for that um and i'd love to say i planned it but we didn't plan any of this really and so <laughs> um um so so yeah we're, we're we're expecting a baby girl in um the first of february so we're we're excited about that so um kind of kind of one of those deer seasons where um it, uh, you know the next two are probably going to be a little bit different you know but that's all right
1: yeah it'll be worth it in the long run man
0: oh yeah man They
1: really will. All right, so,
0: so that so that's my number one, Parker. What's your what's your number two?
1: All right, so number two goal for me is going to be, um, I guess you could say it kind of, it kind of goes into number one a little bit. Um, Yeah. But I I really want to kill all three of my bucks this year. Um, Last year, you know, last year. For, for Alabama, I really really tried um, to not kill small deer. We did that episode. It was kind of a spoof episode, but it was fun. Yeah, um, talking about shooting small deer. Should I should I stop doing it? Um, and I really, you know, as far as Alabama is concerned, I really did. Like I let a lot of deer walk. I let a lot of decent deer walk. Actually, um, just trying to trying to do that. So, I mean, really, my, my goal is is to to shoot. You know, good good bucks. I mean, I'm not talking, you know, they don't have to, have to be 130 inches or anything like that. You know, I've killed, uh, it would, it'd be hard for me in Alabama on public to, um, to let a hundred inch deer walk, you know, a lot of hundred inch yeah. deer, you're not going to see a lot of hundred inch deer on, in the areas that we hunt. And so when you see one, you know, I, I would, I, would, I typically shoot it. Um, but you yeah. know, I, I try not to go too much by inches, but that's just a really good, uh, a good way to, to i guess kind of draw your lines on what you're what you're going to shoot and what yeah. you're not going to shoot but i would say that would probably be it you know if i can shoot all three of my bucks in alabama um and they all be you know good deer that that i'd be you know very yeah. proud of um and would make really good video and uh that, that's what i want to do um and i you know i i know i'm i'm capable of it i've i've definitely seen them and i've definitely been on them um but that is that is a, a pretty important thing and and you know, I, I'm not gonna I I'm definitely not the guy that, that's gonna shame people for killing small deer no. at all. Like yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Um and sometimes yeah. man sometimes I just like, man, I wanna do it. I'm gonna freaking send it yeah. on the spike. Uh
0: yeah, well let's just like let's just make it a pack like to the rest of the hunting world too. Like don't shame people for killing illegal deer. Yeah, you know, yeah, just 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 don't do it. But it's keyboard warriors.
1: Yeah, it is. So. I mean, and and I'll be honest with you. Maybe that's why I feel this way. Because mm-hmm. there's times, man, when I would be more than more than happy in, with myself for shooting a four key or a six point or something like that. Like there's times when I'm just like, man, yeah. I want to shoot that thing, and I know I'd be so happy with it. Um, but you know, I'm really trying to challenge myself in in this way uh, to be you know to, to, I guess, uh, evolve for myself, evolve, yeah. as a, evolve as a deer hunter and, and always trying to better myself. I've killed some good bucks in the past and, um, I want to keep being able to do that. And, and honestly, part of how I'm going to be able to do that is by doing what I talked about in, in the, in my first goal of, you know, really trying to key in on, um, core areas and key in on, you know, the things the things that I know, we've talked about this a lot. I think we did a, an episode. It was called, like, Ditches, Military Crests, and something. I can't remember. It was last year season. Um, but I'm talking about a lot of the terrain features and, and like, hard transitions that I'm finding. X marks a spot with uh, um, Matt Powell was a really, mm-hmm. really good episode for um, for that. Like, taking those things that you, that you know are true, uh, like – Taking all those common denominators of where you've seen big deer, or, or where you've where you've had encounters or been successful in in killing a mature deer, uh, and taking those common denominators and really just devoting all your time to those areas, and uh, again, yeah. you may not see as many big deer, but when you do see, or you may not see as many deer in general, but when you do see one, maybe it'll be um, you know a, a bigger deer that that uh, that you can shoot, but um, that's 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 for me, that's gonna be number two, man, is uh you know, I, I got you're kinda making me feel bad because I didn't really um prepare much for as far as like taking kids out. Obviously I'm I'm gonna well, do I'm, that as soon as I can. Um, you're you're a terrible
0: father, Parker. You're a terrible father. I'm trying
1: <laughs> I'm trying not to be my daughter, she is so no, she's so I girly know. and she loves it. She really does. Like she likes to go and I'll take yeah. her out. But she's not like it's not like uh, it's not like your son is, you know. She's no, she well, wants to go. Yeah. She talks about it. Uh, if I ask her if she wants to go squirrel hunting or something, she's like, "Yes, I want to go." Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't have anywhere like you do. You're on a club where you can take a kid pretty easily. I don't have anywhere that it's I can true. take my daughter. You know, that's not you know a
0: <laughs> right
1: a, a kayak trip and yeah all this stuff that yeah, she's just I, not I, gonna
0: do i probably should have prefaced number one by am um, you know we're i'm i'm probably not going to take my four-year-old uh you know we're not gonna go brush busting on alabama public lands um with him um just because that's just just in my opinion that that's not the best way to introduce them to the sport um and 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 if you grew up doing that that's that's awesome but i'm 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 wanting to create a hunger and a desire in him for the outdoors. And, um, and, and so that's, that's what I'm, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. And that's why I got on the club, um, is, is to take him, um, and yeah. ha- let him have a good experience. And so yeah. that's, you know, there's, there's that. Now my, my number two is very similar to yours. Um, cause I mean, I think it's everybody's goal every year to kill a deer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get on the goals episode and be like, "Well, one of my goals is to kill a deer." Well, that's why we have deer season, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no one, no one starts out the season going, "You know, one of my goals is to go zero for 3. That's my goal, you know. And I, so I just don't want to fill any uh, tags this year. Yeah, I just don't want to fill any tags. I just want to spend money on shells and arrows and not, you know. And so one, one of my goals this year, and it, it has some different layers to it, because um, I have a third one that, um, um, I'm going to say here just a little while, but num- number two is this is to kill a mature buck out of my saddle, um, which will cover a couple of things. It'll cover my first, first deer and buck from a saddle. Um, I blew some opportunities last year. Um, and then also a- along with that, I would love to, um, kill an out of state buck as well. Yeah. And so, um, so that was, you know, the num- number two covers a couple different things but I would, I would love to kill a mature buck, um, on public lands. Um, um, and, and, and would love to do that here in Alabama, but also out of state too.
1: Okay. Where are you going to be hunting out of state?
0: Well, there's a, there's two, two spots, um, looking at a, a couple of places in Georgia. My, my brother moved to North Georgia and, um, had a lot of public land around him. And then, um, um, also, um, either Tennessee or or Kentucky, I haven't decided on on which, and it kind of kind of just depends on the funds too. Because I mean, you you start racking up four or five states, man, that's a that that's is a pretty. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of money, and it's especially with a, a third one,
1: it's a chunk of change on the way.
0: Yeah, and so I'm, um, but you know, also looking at um um like with with Georgia, there there's a lot of opportunities there. Like Georgia's is yeah. actually a really good tag. Because you can you kill bucks, does, bears, and turkeys. Yep. I mean, and which it's just cool, you know. And it's um, you can kill. Wait, it's not too you far. You can kill
1: turkeys in the fall in Georgia.
0: No, no. But what what I'm saying is that you get you, you get right. turkeys on that tag. Right. I yeah. got gotcha. so, so you. And hogs. Yeah. You. Yeah. So so you don't have to go and and you know buy buy a separate tag or I anything gotcha. like that with it. Like it's 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 included. But also that that bear tag would be cool too. Yeah, and you get a you get a and, bear
1: tag when you buy your deer tag, like when you buy your big game yeah.
0: license. You get bears. Yeah. Which yeah. Is cool. So so that that's my number 2. Now, how how am I going to do it? Um well, you know what? what? what you I've just been in,
1: you just reminded me. i um, I hate to interrupt. I did. You just no. reminded me that I still have a Georgia tag. Because one of the cool things about a Georgia oh, yeah. tag is that That's it goes right. It yeah, goes a, from the year-round, from, year from the time you buy it, 365 yep. days, from the time you yep. buy it. Well, hot dang. Yeah. I hadn't even thought. I, I've known this. I just haven't even thought about it.
0: And Georgia opened up last weekend. There 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 were some guys that took some pictures on the um, Facebook page. Oh, heck, yeah. Of uh, some good bucks. Heck, yeah, know? there
1: was. Um,
0: so. Dude, Georgia,
1: Georgia, to me, is... <laughs> like one of those it's one of those states that really, really it always produces whitetails. Always Well Georgia
0: Yeah. Like Georgia has some really good leadership in their um uh uh fishing game too. Like they're they do. They're doing a they r they're they're doing a real good job um with it. And so heck yeah man, there's sure, your you know, and there's another hunt right there. Dude, uh, my mind is spinning now, isn't it? <laughs> bro. Yeah, you you okay, got me. Uh, you,
1: <laughs> you got me. Oh, I'm, okay. I've already got my phone out and I'm looking. I'm like, let's see when <laughs> when could <Yep>. I <laughs> do this thing?
0: But how am I, how am I gonna do it? All right, so um, or at least ha- how I have been thinking about doing it is um one one of the things that that I want to do and be a better hunter at is uh with my patience i'm not a very patient guy yeah um and in the sense of like if i find sign, um i will wear it out and that's not a good thing you know what i'm saying like i'll i will throw sit after sit after it or i'm i've been also really bad about this and this is where you just have to be disciplined with with trail cameras you get a good picture of a deer on a trail cam and you're just like oh he's there yeah well no he's not you know, and, and in the past seasons I've been, I've been guilty of that. And so being patient, knowing, knowing, um, um, took a lot from, you know, the uh, Bobby Worthington, um, episodes yeah. Uh, just being patient, but also it seems like now, ever since I listened to those episodes, every time I look at a topo mount, the first thing that my, my, or my, my eye goes to, it's a funnel, yeah. you know? And so, um, so really concentrating on hunting those this year. And kind of, kind of upping my my odds on that, and, and so Let me re- really being this. patient.
1: Let me ask you this: True, yeah. um, we talk a lot. We talked about this. I mean, we've it's come up in just about every podcast episode since the Bobby Worthington series that we did, um, uh, talking about funnels and pinch points, and and you know, honestly, pretty basic things that he just explained mm-hmm. really well. Um, right? Has it changed? Has it changed your viewpoint on, like, uh, hunting, like, bedding points? You know, Hill Country, me and you are both hunting the same type of areas. So, um, really, our yeah. our our bedding most of the time is going to be Hill Country bedding, which Dan Fault, yeah. you know, has kind of coined and talked about a lot. Um, right. Which has gone into a lot of my hunting style in the past. Um, has it changed? Has, has what, what you heard Bobby talk about, has it changed your outlook on Hunting that style of of bedding points and things like that.
0: It yes, and um, but it wasn't just him. Um, just the conversations I mean, you've had people that we've talked to on 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 the podcast. Um, like I don't know, man. It just seems here um, that we could we could hunt over a bed, and it, we don't have a lot of sightings uh i i don't know why you know um but it it just seems like bed bed hunting doesn't work necessarily as well here as it does in some other parts of the country but those transition lines um you know from um, hardwoods to you you know pond thickets or or clear cuts to, to to ponds we 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 always seem to see deer there you know um and um and, and so that so knowing that what what I'm looking at now is just like Bobby was saying was just up in your odds if, if I can find a terrain feature that helps with that and helps push deer along those tra- those, those transitions then um, that's just up in my odds so it's I'm kind of taking it from from everything in the sense of um uh, kind of getting not 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 getting it a you know just, saying bedding just doesn't work i'm not going to do it but knowing where they're bedding is important but um hunting i'm um, using the terrain features and different things around bedding to get get a shot on a deer seems to work better here than actually hunting a bug bed does that make sense
1: yeah it does so finding finding and those so, areas uh you know when i think about the big the big deer that i killed last year the eight point. Yeah, he uh, it was it was that it was that terrain feature coming out of a transition of a three way transition going straight, yeah. straight towards where he was going to bed. And he really had I mean, there were plenty of options for places that he could bed that that day um, for that yeah. for that wind direction. Um, there was lots of options of places that he could go. yeah, um, But I didn't know which one. I'm sure, I know for sure on one of them, which is where I access, you basically have to walk right over top of one of them. Um, but I'm sure each one of those points off of the water has a bed on it somewhere that you could find. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, there's no telling which one that he was going to go to, but what I did was I up my right. odds and basically pushed in a little bit further past where the bed was and um, yeah. and hunted. I I guess you could call it a... Um, food to bed, uh, because it was still it was early season. He wasn't he wasn't rutting at all. Or, you know he may have been yeah. hitting some scrapes and making some rubs and things. I know he was making some rubs because there was uh bark and, and stuff in his uh in his antlers. But um, so I know he was doing all that. But I up my odds uh, instead of sitting on just one of those beds, which probably all looked good and all looked fresh and all looked well used. Um, I went in, you know, past that into that terrain feature, which was, uh, was very, very, very helpful for that. And, and that really, you know, that, that was kind of one of those, um, those hunts that really, that will always stick out to me when, when it comes to picking out an area that I'm going to, I'm going to hunt, you know, I don't hunt a lot of individual beds at all. Right. Um, right just because I, you know, it, it, it's just not very high odds. That doesn't, that doesn't, that's not to say that, you know, the stuff that we hear talked about with, with beast style hunting does not work. It does work. Um, yeah. But for a Southern guy, you know, with a, with a lower deer density in the South, cause that's, we do have that. Um, right. Just find those things that are going to up your odds a little bit. I think that was good. Yeah. That was really good. And, and what, what Bobby talks about with funnels, if you can find those funnels that lead to a betting location um, that up your, up, that'll up your odds even more. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. good. That's cool, man. That's, a, yeah. that's a, that's a good goal. I mean, that's, that's a couple of goals within one, um, but killing, a right. killing a good buck in Alabama on public land and an, an out of state, uh, out of state hunt. That's, you know, out of state, there's something fun that, really special about killing an out of state deer. Um, yeah. you know, uh, when you have limited time, li- limited, uh, resources, limited knowledge of an area, you can't go there, you know, every day after work to scout or anything like that. And, uh, to be able to get, right. that, get that done is pretty special. That's a cool feeling. Right. So, man, I hope you, I hope you're able to do that. I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But speaking of out of state hunts, my last goal that I have for this season is, um, and it's going to be I think you could probably guess what it is and people who have listened to this for a long time could probably guess what it is um, but it's going to be on my goals list every year until it happens and that is to kill a deer to kill a legal buck in uh, Florida that's that stays at the top of my goals list man it it really does and uh, yeah you know I know it's something you've done you've killed you've killed deer in Florida um, mm-hmm. um uh, you know, I, which the areas that I am able to hunt in Florida are different than the area that you yeah, grew yeah. up in in Florida, definitely. But yeah, um, you know, I, that's for me. That is uh, that's a big thing. That non-resident tag is so daggum cheap. Um, I will hunt Florida probably every year for the rest of my life because we're always gonna we're always gonna be going to see my wife's family there for over one of the holidays, and um, that's yep. That's uh, that's going to be it. And and part of the way I'm I'm doing that is, uh, you know, we have we have really um, built some relationships with guys from Florida um, that have been helping me a ton and, and even inviting me on their quota hunts and and things like that that they've got going on. You know, I think of guys like uh, well, like the guys that I hung out with this weekend or this past weekend in, in Kentucky, you know, they're all from Florida. All just, yeah. I mean, I was talking to Spencer and Ricky, and they both killed uh, like four bucks last year. Like they just, yeah. they really, they're really, really good deer hunters. Nick Chandler, uh, that dude, kills some really great deer on public in Florida. Um, you know, yeah. and and also like a great resource for me, uh, and and also somebody that really kills a lot of a lot of bucks in Florida. Uh, Chase. From Chasing Tails. He is uh, a. That, yeah. that guy's a buck killer. And listening to that podcast, they've been really keying in on guys from Florida. And I've been learning a ton from the Chasing Tails Outdoors podcast from the guests that they have on and really starting to, you know, absorb a lot of that information. Now, with a couple years under my belt of hunting Florida, um, you know, I still don't know. I don't know everything. I, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to go this yeah. year and, and make it happen. But. Um, you know, listen to a lot of the guys that they talk to and, and knowing what I know about Florida and then hearing it from their perspective of how they're going in and, and making it happen has really, really helped a ton. And so, uh, I I've said it before, I'll say it again, and this is not going to be the last time, but I think people who kill deer consistently, who kill bucks in Florida, especially on public land are among the best deer hunters in the state or in the, oh, yeah. in the nation. I think they're some of the best yeah. deer hunters in the country. And I, I think that Um, they're often overlooked because they're not killing, you know, 150 inch deer, but they're killing bucks every single year in the hardest state that has whitetails. They're, they're killing them. And, uh, so, you know, that's, that's one of the things about, you know, a podcast is, um, you hear, you hear other people's experiences and, um, I I always try to, I don't, I don't listen to a, a ton of hunting podcasts anymore um just because a lot of it is is regurgitated information and what we talk about a lot of time is stuff that's been covered in other podcasts and i get that um you know that's 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 all good but anytime there's somebody from florida on i try to take my time and i listen to it because they probably have something significant to say that i haven't heard before yeah and uh and these guys man they some of these guys in florida man they are just absolute big buck killers like they they just get it and uh and, you know, I think that you could put them in just about any place in the country and they're going to uh, they're going to be able to figure it out. And um, so, yeah. that's you know, that's my goals list. And that's that's kind of the way that I'm uh, that I'm trying to go about that last goal is by absorbing as much information about that state as I poss- possibly can. Because what, like, like what we said, I'm going to have limited time, limited, limited resources and limited ability to even get to places and scout. And so. Those people yeah. that that do it, you know, year in and year out, are really really valuable for me. Um, and building relationships with those type of people is uh, is pretty pretty important as well. Um, so that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be number three, and that's uh, that's pretty much my goals list. After after we we do your number three, will t- I'll do some honorable mentions of just things that I want to do this you. year. So what's what's your third third and final goal, Drew?
0: my my third and final goal this year is to become um efficient at water access and um just especially with the area that we hunt um uh, you know bought a kayak this year and 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 so wanting wanting to um um, become efficient at that in 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 scouting but also you know our goal is to uh definitely um uh float one out, you know, yeah. uh, Would we'll, would love to kill one, get some blood there on the kayak, um, um, uh, and, and do that, you know, cause it, it's, it just adds another, it adds another tool in the toolbox. And that's, that's what I think I'm trying to do is it's just become the best, most well-rounded hunter that I possibly can be, you know, whether that's, um, um, with kayak access or, um, you know, um, killing a deer out of state, you know, it's just, it's just adding tools and um, you know, getting away from basically how I grew up hunting, which was just kind of just one way. You know, you walked in, you sat down, then you got up and you left. You know, yeah. and so um, so just trying to um, challenge myself in some of those things. Um, and uh, so that's that's my third goal is to um, um, become efficient at that. You know, it's one one of the things that I learned even from going turkey hunting with you. It, it's it's not just oh let's just load up and go like (laughs) yeah you know it's it's just not that you know there's there's a there's a there's a good way to do it and there's a a efficient way to do it and i want to become efficient at that to help me as as a deer hunter so that's my that's my third one
1: yeah i mean and you can say that with with just about anything as far as becoming efficient and uh walter and adam uh they they both give me a hard time because i say this a lot and sometimes i don't always i don't always live out what i say um but like Adam was Adam was getting frustrated one day about filming and he's still frustrated about filming. he He needs to film because the <laughs> guy the guy has a lot of good encounters and I think people have a lot that they can learn from Adam. but um, he was getting so frustrated with with his filming setup and everything and um, like changing a lot of things about his you know his climbing methods and, and things like that stuff that we all do. Um, but one day I remember I was like, man, you gotta you gotta find your system. And stick to that system, whether it may not be the most, the lightest weight or the best system or anything like that, but find a system that you can do and do it over and over and over again till it becomes muscle memory. Yeah. And, and you can do it in your sleep and then things will just become really easy. I mean, it'll just become easier. Uh, you know, saddle hunting is one of those things where you look at it and you're like, man, that's a lot of ropes. That's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moving parts in that thing. Uh, I don't think I'm ever. I was talking to uh, to my buddy Matt Matthew Reeves from uh, Southern Pursuit uh, today. Actually, we were texting, and uh, he was he's just getting into a saddle this year. He's like, "Man, I'm about ready to throw this thing in the trash. I'm so frustrated at it." He's like, "I'm yeah. you know, I'm sore." He's like, "I feel like I got hit by a bus." He's like, I, "Is that is that all normal?" I was like, "Yeah, that's normal. You just got to stick to it. You find that thing and you stick to it." Water access yeah. for me was one of those things. The first time I did it that first whole season, dude, was just, it was awesome, like, I shot a lot of deer, and it was really cool, but, dude, it was not without trial and error, like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, everything from when my dad fell in to when the kayak floated off, and, because uh, I didn't tie it off, you know, just learning certain things, yeah. um, learning certain things, and, and really getting better at it, and learning, and yeah. And adjusting and, and things like that. Like, you start adding a bunch of moving parts into your system, and it becomes harder. Like, it really does, but um, it's not going to stay that way if you'll if you'll sell out to the system. You know, saddle hunting is the same yeah. way. Bow hunting, you tell a guy who's hunted with a rifle his whole whole life, you start oh, putting man. a bow in his hand, and immediately there's things he's going to be like, I, I hate this thing. Um, yeah. Because you just have to learn it, you know. Bow hunting is a little more mainstream now, but, I mean – It's the same thing, you know, learning, uh, remembering to, you know, look through your peep sight. Dude, I remember the first couple of times that I took a shot (laughs) at a deer with my bow. I don't even, I I would, I would miss and I'd be like, did I even look through my peep sight? I don't even remember if I looked through my peep on that whole shot. Uh, Like, did I, what did, did I even look at a pin, you know, and uh, you start putting a lot of those, a lot of that stuff. In and it, and it can be it can be overwhelming, but again, just find that system. And I think, you know, for yeah. you, you going with the water access like that's that's one of those things you're just gonna have to learn, and you're probably gonna mess up, and you're probably gonna get frustrated, and it's probably you, you something might fall in the lake. Uh, I remember Blake Blake Eccles, who was uh, the original co-host of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast with me. He's still, <laughs> one, of, still one of my greatest friends in the world. Um, I remember the first year we were kayaking and, uh, I actually had shot a doe and we never recovered her. I made a bad shot. It was my first shot opportunity on a deer, uh, using the kayak. And he was like, I remember him saying, man, we were loading up and get ready to go out and, and try to track her. And he's like, man, it's just inevitable. One of these days, something's just going to go wrong with this style of hunting. And I was like, shut up, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like. But, he, but he's he's exactly right. You know, you start doing that and something's going to go wrong. You know, you're going to fall in or you're going to get your boots wet or you're going to drop your gun in the bottom of the lake or, or you know, yeah. lose your lose your bow in the river or something like that. You know, it's – yeah. I, I hate to say that, but you just – you have to realize that the benefits far outweigh the negatives. And if you can overlook yeah. the negative things that are going to happen, you know, eventually – eventually everything's going to work out in your favor yeah so um some some honorable mentions drew i think uh I, you know this come year, on with it i have i have tried to set up my season to where i am uh, i've got a lot of tags in a lot of states um i'm going to missouri that is an honorable mention i want to shoot a buck in missouri
0: oh um, yeah nice uh,
1: me and dad are going on a uh It'll be post rut, so right after the rut, probably catch some tail end of the rut, really, um, in Missouri, and uh, I'm super excited about that hunt. We're going to be able to hunt for about four days, four solid days over Thanksgiving break, and uh, uh, you know, our uh, our buddy Carl Kasuth that works for Tethered, he uh, he has uh, invited me to me and my dad to stay in his uh, in his cabin that he has out there in Missouri, and. Um, oh sweet man so it's going to be cool it's going to be really neat that's a a good honorable mention Um, uh, Kentucky I'm hunting Kentucky in the rut like I mentioned um, with Clayton Mm -hmm. and I think Greg Godfrey is going to be able to come and uh, I want to say maybe Jared Schaefer is coming on that Um, I'm not positive I can't be positive about that but I'm pretty sure maybe it's uh, maybe it's Bobby uh, Greg's brother I can't remember who's coming I think somebody else is coming with Greg but uh, um, I'm pretty sure Adrian uh, is going to be there. And uh, it's just going to be a really fun time, man. It's going to be a fun fun trip. So I got Kentucky tags during the rut, Missouri like the next week um, post-rut, and then, uh, uh, let's see, Tennessee. I've got Tennessee tags. I've got – I'll have Florida tags and then, of course, Alabama tags. And so um, there's a lot yeah. of honorable mentions as far as my goals in that. Obviously, I have goals for every state. Um yeah. But you know, I'm I'm really excited about I'm excited about the season, man. I I I've got a lot of plans and a lot of hopes and desires, and I'm sure some of those will be utter disappointments. I've already the way I see it right now is like, man, it'd be tough to be as disappointed as, in myself as I am today with what happened yeah. in Kentucky. So uh, yeah, so hopefully everything will start looking up. Maybe I got that, but I'll tell you this, man. <laughs> I was told after you shoot a white animal, which I shot that white animal, uh, that white turkey in Tennessee, I was told that the Native Americans, and I, I, obviously I don't believe in I don't believe in Native American curses and and stuff like that. Like I, I try to live my life um, believing in Jesus more than I believe in uh, Native American rituals. But they say that it is bad luck for a hunter to kill a white animal, and so. I'd be lying to you if I did not say that somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I would have killed that white turkey, I'd have probably killed that buck. <laughs> That's funny, man. You know, I don't That's know. Funny. I don't know if that uh, there, there's – I'm going to say that there's 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 no truth to that uh, because of of what I believe in and who I believe in um, in my world right. view. Uh, but it is – it does come back into your mind where you're like, it, <laughs> stupid white bird. <laughs> but uh but that's mine man so what what you got do you have any honorable mentions before we close this thing out
0: um well it's yeah it but it's probably not what you think um i'm going to this year for the first time ever i'm going to do all of my own processing and okay. so um yeah I, I actually bought a couple um, different things here in the last couple weeks um some you know i bought a um uh i bought a dehydrator um i bought a slicer and um and so going to do all my um own processing this year and save us um save us a little bit of money on that i mean so that's i'm i'm going to do that um and let's see i'm trying to see Well, um,
1: everybody may have to do that with with the I know. with covid and stuff i'd be surprised man if if processors even really are able to do what they yeah. have in the past like it, it would be tough to follow some of the guidelines i think
0: um, yeah, part part of the part part of me did it just because of that too. Just because I was like, you know what, there there's like there might be a good chance. And um and growing up, I I I did that with my grandfather, and so um I wanted cool. to get back into it anyway. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna do that. Um, let's see, um would uh would love for my dad um to get an Alabama buck, um and so that would that that'd be something. He's been coming up for a couple years um I'm trying to think if there's anything oh yeah I, I would love to break in my new pack I, I got a new a new frame pack and oh sweet um yeah would would love to um, be able to pack one out um with that and so um with that that actually a couple times last year i i walked so far back in there doe walked by and i'm just like yeah it, it's just not <laughs> yeah yeah you know it, it, it's just not worth it you know and, there's there's nothing better than killing you know, killing a deer and sharing in and the, that. There's nothing worse than dragging a deer out three different ridges up and down. You know. <laughs> hey dude, <laughs> so, I'll tell you
1: what, man, uh Ricky Ricky Bullard this last weekend or this last week in Kentucky, he killed a doe I guess on our first morning, our first morning hunt. He killed a doe out there and he was way back. He was like super far back and he ended up he did a he packed it out and it was a big fat doe too, man, and and he packed that joker out, and, uh, you know, we got to the, we got back to the cabin at the same time, like, it it really didn't slow him down much at all, and uh, he said it it liked to have killed him getting her out of there, but, because he was, I've walked where he walked to, and it's a, it's a, it takes a minute to get back there,
0: Um, but he did it,
1: man, and he, uh, he, man, it was, it was pretty cool, you know, I, I packed a deer out in Kentucky last year, and uh, it's, you know, it's fun. I, compared to kayaking a deer though, it's just, it really doesn't like, I would almost yeah. be willing to drag a deer a lot further just because the satisfaction of that paddle out with a deer in the front of your boat is pretty freaking fun. Like, I just like, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It put, well, and, maybe puts you through a little bit of torture, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely fun once you get there.
0: Yeah, and and some of, some of the water access spots, um, you know, that's definitely going to happen, um, or hopefully, you know, that that'll happen. But also, some of the walk-in areas that, that I have, um, you know, it's it's it sure it sure is going to be nice nice have a frame pack this year, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, what
1: what kind of frame pack did you get? And we'll close this thing out. I
0: ended up, uh, I ended up getting a Mystery Ranch Pintler, and um, and is and it Pintler or Pintler? Thing. Um, it's it's I don't know. I, I don't. It, know. I would tender.
1: say, I I don't. I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask the guys from Mister Ranch. But you yeah, pro- you but, probably uh, watch I, videos on it and stuff, so I, I have not uh,
0: Yeah, it it was. i We could we could just call it useful. That's what we can call it. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, you know, because it's it it it's really nice. I've, I've already tested some stuff on it, and um, it's super solid, man.
1: That's cool. That's really cool, man. Um, Mister Ranch puts out a good stinking product, like. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um,
0: yeah. People love Now, now this one I can, I can tell you, it's probably not the best for, um, for self filming. Yeah. Just because it, it just, just, the way that it's laid out, it's, it, it, it's, it's really not laid out the best for it. I mean, you, you can make it work, but, um, um, so that's, it's not a, um, you know, it's, I mean, the, the, the Everly Stock X2 is really laid out well for self filmers. For sure,
1: yeah, I I like it, um, and it, you know it does a good job of it does a good job packing mm-hmm. animal out. I've done that. It does a good great job of carrying um, saddle hunting gear, sticks and platform. Um, yeah, and that's that's something pretty cool. I guess we'll mention and then we'll be done. Uh, I have been using uh, for the Tennessee velvet hunt and Kentucky hunt. Uh, I got a set of the um, Lone Wolf Custom Gear double step sticks and uh yeah with the the bolts as the standoff and man they are awesome i was really concerned yeah. about those bolts being able to bite down and i had one situation you i will say this honestly you're limited a little bit on the diameter of a tree so a lot of those skinny trees you're basically limited to um if if it's wider or if it's uh, skinnier than the bolts are wide um, yeah. You, you'll find yourself in a sketchy situation like I did. You know, 20, 21 foot up on my top step. Once that tree had kind of skinnied up a little bit, uh, I put yeah. that last stick on and I stepped up onto my atria, and it slid about six inches down. And then I got to the yeah. step and it slid about a foot down while I'm standing on that step. And uh, yeah. that was scary. That was really scary in the dark. Um, but you know that was that that was that could be considered user error because I was on a skinny tree, um, but dude, these sticks are sweet and they're light and they pack down freaking amazing. Um, yeah. So we're, we we are not associated with Lone Wolf Custom Gear or anything like that, but I will say that uh, that the the Tequistos are some uh, innovative sons of guns. Like they they have yep. they have innovated the heck out of some tree stands and. Sticks and saddle stuff. Like they've done a really good job, and so I was I was excited to use these sticks. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, we've been talking for a little bit now, and uh, I'm sure people yeah man are tired of hearing our voice. But I hope it helped somebody. Hope it helped you. Uh, you know, if you're trying to develop a, a list of realistic goals, you know these are these are what we're concentrated on, and and uh, this is some of the ways that I I believe that we are going to be able to make those goals happen and make them a reality, and, uh, you know, I truly believe at the end of the season, Drew, we're going to be looking back at this and being like, man, uh, we accomplished some of these goals, and it's going to be really cool, so.
0: Yeah, man. It's maybe not every year.
1: single one, but, you know, that's that's realistic, so.
0: Yep, sure is.
1: Well, Drew, man, thanks for hopping on this thing, and. Uh, yeah, brother. We got about three weeks, two weeks, two weeks to opening day. Two weeks. Here in Alabama. It, uh, yeah. On a Thursday. On a Thursday, which is strange, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm going to be in the woods. I'm going to take a day off that day, and I'm going to be there. I'm not going to miss opening day. So, dude, good luck. And, uh, guys, if you are listening to this and you are in Georgia, Kentucky, uh, let's see, Tennessee opens mm-hmm. soon. Um, 28th, I think. 28th, Into I think. The month. I think there's some bonus yeah. bucks uh areas that are gonna open sooner than that. Uh let's see. Yeah. Florida Florida's open. Uh South Carolina's open. Um man, a lot of a lot of places gonna be opening up here in the next couple weeks. So if that's you and you're gonna be in the woods, Arkansas. Arkansas is uh is open pretty soon. Um and I think a lot of their urban stuff might be open right now. Yeah. But uh yeah if you're gonna be out in the woods Just remember this, that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.